2: Hello, today on the Marketplace, Bank of Ghana saves $2 billion of reserves due to external debt suspension, with governments set to secure a favourable deal with bilateral creditors in the coming
3: weeks. This year, we are not spending that money to service external debt. We've estimated nearly a savings of almost $2 billion.
2: Total mobile money transactions hit a record of 1.19 trillion cities in eight months of this year. We shall be breaking down the figures for you. Plus, National Petroleum Authority takes action to prevent looming fuel shortage amid tanker owners' union threat to hold transport of petroleum products due to foreign takeover concerns.
4: Ghanaians have invested money to haul refined petroleum products to uh, uh, their depots Why should we stop them? Look, the danger is that they have built a refinery. They are going into haulage. The next thing you see, they are are buying uh, petrol stations. We have details of these and many others
2: lined up for you. Please stay. Thanks for your company. I am Pius Baka. Let's now settle for the details. And the Bank of Ghana has been able to save $2 billion of its reserves due to the external debt suspension by government. Governor Dr. Ns Addison disclosed this at a news conference in Accra.
5: George reports. Governor of the Bank of Ghana noted that this has impacted positively on the country's international reserves ending August
3: this year. Compared to a year ago when we were paying a lot of money to service external debt right this year we are not spending that money to service external debt we have estimated nearly a savings of almost 2 billion dollars arising out of just a debt service suspension for now maybe so that that obviously is a major relief uh, to the balance of payments Uh, and a major relief to the economy as a whole.
5: Dr. Ernest Addison has also been given some indications on how the current negotiations with external creditors pan out and how that... Could impact on the country's external debt stock.
3: Discussions with the external creditors, both the bilaterals and the bondholders, are ongoing. We expect the discussions to be successful and our debt service payments will be significantly lower at the end of the discussions. This is still privileged information, so I cannot share it with you.
5: This is what the governor had to say on the Ghana Stabilization Fund and timelines for full takeoff
3: fund has been set up the government's contribution we all know it's five hundred million u.s dollars the world bank has contributed 250 million dollars hopefully in the next week or two i think the details about you know how the funds will be disbursed will come out
5: on the rising non-performing loans for most of the commercial banks in the industry the governor of the bank of ghana believes we might have picked as was a challenge
3: could be over soon. Going forward first we have to deal with the macro. We are seeing that the environment has stabilized so the situation cannot get any worse than, than, than where it is. It comes to the city's performance. Dr. Ernest Addison
5: believes recent forex measures as well as the IMF program has contributed heavily to its...
2: George, Yo, you have out of that report. Let's analyze this further. Joining us via Zoom to make sense of this um, is a senior finance lecturer at the University of Cape Coast, Seriam Kawo, um, for more. Seriam, yeah. I'm grateful to know you are on with us here on the Marketplace. First off, the Bank of Ghana claims it has saved um, $2 billion of reserves due to external debt suspension with government. Good to know that, right?
6: Yeah, it's good that we've been able to save about $2 billion because of the debt suspension. But that $2 billion that we have saved because we are not servicing our debts have a dire implication for the investors that we are not paying. We need to find out what conditions that they will ask us to undertake when we finally have the negotiations with them. But that should not be a good thing going forward. We need to make sure that we put in enough plan to service our debts when they fall deep.
2: Now, he also mentioned that discussions with external creditors and bilateral and bondholders um, have been positive so far. That's translating into a lower debt levels and ultimately um, having a great impact on the economy. Do you get a safe signal looking at the current economic conditions we find ourselves in?
6: All right. Thank you very much. That That is uh, a pretty good news for us to hear because we do not know much about the negotiations government and the Bank of Ghana have undertaking with the external debt holders and the bilateral debt holders that we have. But getting that pretty good news from the Bank of Ghana governor, having stayed in a privileged position and knows what is going on in the negotiation room is pretty good for us to know that when all these things are done we would be on the way to recovery from the dire economic
2: situation within which we find ourselves on the stabilization fund as it stands now we do know that government has contributed five million dollars and the world bank also contributing some 250 million dollars what would be your advice As to how the disbursement should be done in the coming weeks. Which uh, sectors are you looking at? All
6: right. So, uh, with the Stabilization Fund, it's a fund that has been established to help the financial institutions, especially the banks that have been hit hard by the domestic debt exchange. It is long overdue for the modalities to be out. And knowing very well that the, uh, the government and then the Bank of Ghana has. Uh, sorry, the World Bank has given some amount of money to be put into these funds. It shouldn't be a wholesale kind of thing that should be given to all financial institutions. Some of the financial institutions have a strong liquidity position, and they are not affected by the liquidity challenges in the banking sector. And so the Bank of Ghana should analyze the liquidity position of the various financial institutions, especially the banks and see how best they can uh, ameliorate the situation by prioritizing the needs of these banking institutions that we have in the country. Some insurance companies may have also been hit hard, and then they would also prioritize them. But it shouldn't be a wholesale kind of fund that should be given to people who may not necessarily need this amount of money.
7: Mm.
2: Finally, your quick thoughts on the mission team in the country um, to assess us for our next range.
6: Yeah, it it is always good for them to be around. Uh, Having gone to them, we try to do the right things as a country. And so once the mission is here, they are going to scrutinize every bit of the agreement that we've entered into with them. And I expect that the wrongs that may have been committed during this particular period would be addressed, and then the right ways of making sure that we stabilize the economy, returning into macroeconomic stability, uh, the exchange rate coming up, and then we having a lower rate of inflation will all be considered, and Ghana will be on the road to recovery.
2: Great. Thank you very much, Sarah Kawa, for your time here on the Marketplace. He's a senior finance lecturer at the University of Cape Coast speaking to us there. A while longer within the industry and banks operating in Ghana recorded strong profitability in the first eight months of this year. According to the Bank of Ghana, the banking industry recorded a profit of 5.7 billion cities as of August this year. This represents 41.4% growth compared with 26.5% a year ago more in this report
8: ability indicators improved with return on equity and return on assets all going up sharply similarly net interest income increased sharply by 37.9 percent to 13.5 billion cities while net fees and commissions went up by 27.3 percent to 2.9 billion cities the key financial soundness indicators also remained broadly stable Whilst liquidity indicators for the industry improved during the period, capital adequacy ratio adjusted for the regulatory relief was 14.2% in August this year, higher than the revised prudential minimum of 10%. The industry's non-performing loans ratio, however, increased to 20% in August 2023 from 14.3% a year ago this was attributed to elevated credit risk associated with large effect of the macroeconomic crisis in 2022
2: now yesterday we told you about the total money transactions in the first 8 months which has hit a record of 1.19 trillion cities well this was captured in the September 2023 summary of economic and financial data from the Bank of Ghana we've got
9: more for you in this report this is compared with 655.97 billion cities recorded during the same period in 2022. According to the figures from the central bank, the month of July 2023 recorded the biggest mobile money transaction of 169.6 billion cities. From the figures, Month-on-month mobile money transactions have been exceeding 130 billion cities. This presupposes that governments should be able to meet the electronic transfer levy target for this year. On January 11 this year, governments reduced the rate on electronic transactions from 1.5% to 1%. Despite the growth in mobile money transactions, revenue has been well below the government's expectations. Meanwhile, total value of mobile money interoperability for the first six months was estimated at 22.795 billion cities.
2: And we've got to bring in the perspective of Dr. Benjamin Amwa, who is a finance lecturer at the University of Ghana Business School. For more on this uh, developing story we are following up for you. Um, Dr. Amwa, thanks so much for joining us here on the Marketplace. Now, what do you make of these mobile money numbers? $1.90 trillion CDs, I beg your pardon. $1.12 one, cities is It's a
10: good news if you are the regulator of the industry, especially the Bank of Ghana, when you are looking at moving away from fiat money, which is paper or printed money, to digital money, in this case, using e-money as a means of transaction, because it's a heavy tool from the printing side of currency and the maintain of coins in terms of the cost. So from that perspective, yes, it is good, because you are having a lot of transactions now using mobile money as a means of payment. Indirectly, it's also helping us to gauge how formalized our payment system and transactions are becoming, apart from checks and the traditional banking-supported means of payment. So from that perspective, it is very good if you see huge transactions and numbers coming in as mobile money transactions. But we should not forget that if you look at the fiscal side of the economy, which is about mobilizing tax revenue to the state. Then the issue of how much we're expecting as a country from the e-levy, vis-a-vis how much we are getting compared to the transactions that are taking place within the mobile money ecosystem really confronts us in the face and it raises a lot of questions as to how successful we have been at mobilizing tax revenue
2: in terms of e-levy for the states. On the e-levy um, to the states, as you've rightly mentioned, uh,
0: what do you make of arguments? Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time.
1: Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera. Pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? La emoción de la libertad. Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva, aventura. nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram the US LLC. that there is an element of double counting.
2: That is very possible. That is very possible
10: because there are a lot of transactions that will be going through the entire mobile money architecture. But I believe strongly that the implementers of this particular payment. And those who are observing the architecture for e-levy have a fair idea of what transactions are e-levy exempt and what transactions must suffer e-levy. Now, if you are having issues about double counting, as you have indicated, Mm. then it calls for we auditing the entire e-levy architecture to know exactly what is it that is happening that is making us not to be able to achieve a near-targeted amount as one would have anticipated. But without a proper audit of the entire e-levy architecture to identify what may be contributing to the abysmal performance of the e-levy in terms of how much we are expecting, it will be difficult for one to just leave it the way it is. Mm. So we need to, if possible, audit the entire e-levy architecture use the exemptions that are available take, yeah. in the E-Levy and Act, and then also consider you don't, you don't what like transactions should suffer and not suffer E-Levy, Then yeah. we can have a better appreciation of yeah. what is happening. We should not also forget it. that we are having right, okay, changes where people. individuals are also you have also affecting transactions yeah, the that do not do necessarily do. make yeah. it possible for them to pay the E-Levy. They go to the merchant, they go to the dealers, and what they do is that they split their costs. So they allow the merchant to effect the transactions. And what should have gone to the state by way of 1%, they give the agent 50% of it, and they also keep 50% of it. And that is also another way of going around the e-levy payment.
2: Dr. Amoa, some have argued that if all these transactions are going on, then why is government still struggling to get what it's looking for when it comes to the e-levy?
10: E-Levy, trans- the tra- mobile, mobile money transactions we are seeing does not and will not necessarily translate into a one-on-one mm. revenue jump by way of E-Levy. You see, if you look at the e Act, we have exemptions. Mm. What we are seeing is mobile money transactions. The transactions have not decomposed the, the figures we are seeing into transactions that should necessarily attract E-Levy and transactions that are e-levy exempt. It just says transactions, 1.1 trillion Ghana cities. Mm. Let's go into it. When we go into it, they will know which of the transactions qualifies or do not qualify for e-levy. It is when we get close to that point that we we'll know how successful our implementation has been in the e-levy drive. But if you're just looking at the amount as 1.1, 2 trillion Ghana cities, and so we need to get about 10 billion Ghana cities as E-Levy. That may not be entirely the correct assessment of the entire E-Levy architecture, because there are exemptions in there and there are transactions that must suffer in All
2: right. Uh, finally, what does these transactions again tell you about the size of the economy and activities uh, within which we find ourselves in? Well, it gives
10: us a good idea about the uh, extent to which Ghanaians are moving away from paper money, what we call the hard print money, fiat money, and then Minted coins, and we are making use of mobile money, which is convenience, which is easy. So, on that score, it is giving us an overview of the change in our means of effecting payment that we are becoming more into electronic. That is from that point of view. Mm. It has its own set of challenge, anyway. But then, compared to where we uh, we were some time ago, we we're using more of cash. This is good news if you are the regulator at the Bank of Ghana, and also for the telcos by way of innovation and making our country a little bit closer to what we call the cashless economy that we have been dreaming about.
2: Great. Thank you very much, Dr. Benjamin Amwa, for your time here on the Marketplace. He's a senior finance lecturer at the University of Ghana Business School, sharing his perspective with us there. To one of our headline stories, Joy Business is learning the National Petroleum Authority is taking steps to address the looming fuel shortage following a threat by the tanker owners' union to halt the transportation of petroleum products across the country over claims some foreign entities are taking over their businesses. Now, under the local content law and the deregulation of the petroleum sector, the haulage of um, petroleum products across the country is reserved for indigenous um, companies, basically. And according to the union, a Chinese firm behind the construction of an oil refinery at Tema Central has brought tankers to offload the petroleum products locally. Here's a report.
6: Speaking to Joy Business, Mr. Doe said although his outfit has informed the National Petroleum Authority, the regulatory body is yet to take a concrete step. He underscored the risk of collapse if stakeholders do not take immediate action.
7: Recently, we had information that uh, some tankers have been brought into the system. But uh, seeing tanker at the harbor or somewhere parked does not... Actually, indicate that this thing. But we very uh, this at a time, we started hearing reports that those vehicles have been calibrated. And then, when we sent people there to watch them, we realized that they are for a Chinese company which has set up a refinery. We even highlighted this thing or expressed our disgust about the whole thing when we met MPA at the forum on the 14th of September. And, uh, but having assured us that they are going to do something about it, we realized that the calibration was going on, which was uh, 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 what the first steps towards the licensing of the vehicle. So we can't tell who actually has given them the go-ahead to go and even uh, what uh, calibrate the vehicles. So our thinking is that somebody somewhere is giving them the go-ahead to do whatever they are coming to do.
6: On his part, lawyer Kwame Jantwa, a member of the union, reiterated that the invasion of these Chinese companies to the petroleum business is a threat to the country and the economy, and
4: as such, he expects government to intervene. The petroleum sector downstream has been deregulated, that's why we have MP, we have BOST. They look after that section, and if Ghanaians have invested money to haul refined petroleum products to uh, uh, their depots why should we stop them look the danger is that they have built a refinery they are going into haulage the next thing you see they are they are buying uh petrol stations the moment they start buying petrol stations forget goyal because they would undercut the price they are producing and they they will undercut the price and if they undercut the price definitely They'll be able to sell more than any other person. What then happens? They take over. Once they take over, where does the Ghanaian sit?
2: And my colleague Elton Brobe joins me in studio for more on this. Elton, good to know you are on with me here on the marketplace. Mm. Um, what has the NPA been saying?
11: So, Pires we have intercepted a letter dated the twenty-fifth of September, mm. addressed to the CEO of Central Refinery Limited. Let me just. Run through three hey, aspects of them. Hey. This is written by the CEO of the MPA. He says it has come to the attention of the National Petroleum Authority that your company has imported a large number of bulk road vehicles BRVs, into the country for the transportation of petroleum. Product. Additionally, we've also noticed that the configuration of the loading gantry at a refinery can only accommodate bottom loading instead of the top loading. Mm-hmm. And this configuration, according to them, will mean that about 5,000 BVLs already in the country will not be able to load from your gun drip. And this situation, according to the NPA, is already creating uneasiness among stakeholders in the petroleum industry and also make reference to the local content law, which mm. according to them, if indeed this Chinese company has imported the trucks, that will be in violation of the local content law. And this is what the NPA is demanding. It says that, we wish to advise you per the above policy the authority will not be in a position to license your bvls to transport petroleum products in the country if the attention of your company is to the transport podium from the opening furthermore the authority does not intend to disregard mm. the Ministry of Energy's Ghanaian content law policy and will ensure that no unlicensed entity carries out the transportation of petroleum products in the country and this is the latest on this matter and that uh, there's a uh, Correspondent, we've intercepted from the NPA to the CEO of Cento Refinery.
2: But what you do not know is whether
11: Sensio has also responded back to the NPA, do we? Exactly. But we've been doing our our our, our own checks on this matter. What we are getting to understand now mm. is that Cento is claiming that a subsidiary, okay. which is owned by a is behind in the importation of these vehicles in the country. So it's a matter that the NPA
2: says they will investigate and then come with a final finding on this matter. Great. Thank you very much, Elton Ngobe, for your time here on the marketplace. Um, of course, keep following up on that and keep us posted in our subsequent bulletins, Elton. Let's move on to some other stories. The Commissioner-General of the Ghana Expo 2023 in Do- Doha, Dr. Ifua Sabiasari, says the country is looking forward to boost its export revenue from fruits and vegetables. She explains that a health aid through the Expo is poised to expand investment within the horticultural space she was speaking at the ghana export promotion authority and the ghana investment promotion media engagement on the 2023 doa expo
8: the expo provides ghana the unique opportunity to showcase the potentials of the sector for the needed investment and in production infrastructure development dr efwa said. Aid in attracting critical export oriented investment into the sector.
12: The global demand for guavas and mangoes alone was close to 4 billion in 2022. The data on imports of fruits, vegetables, nuts, and other root crops is quite staggering. It is worth 12.78 billion. This is in 2022 alone. If we juxtapose this with a meager 3 million US dollars export revenue from fruits and vegetables to the same region in 2022, it is clear that we have a long way to go. The Expo, therefore, provides Ghana the unique opportunity to showcase the potentials of the sector for the needed investment and production infrastructure. And I'll be exhibiting under the following three themes Modern Agriculture. This theme captures and expatiates the exciting opportunities in agribusiness, urban agriculture, landscaping, agriculture and related sectors.
8: The global horticulture market in 2021 was estimated to be valued at $20.77 billion and is projected to reach $40 billion by 2026. And that's all in this
2: package by way of Marketplace here on the Joy News Channel. I am Pius Kujubaka. You can get great stories when you log on to myjoyonline.com forward slash business for all the business stories you need to read in the country and beyond to enjoy the rest of our program. See you same time tomorrow. Bye.